Welcome to Sunday Morning Live Fellowship. You are listening to our live Sunday morning service. Now turn with me, please, to Romans chapter 12 and verse number 2. Romans chapter 12 and verse number 2. While you're finding our scripture today, let me ask you this. Do you want to change your mind? The problem today is that too many of us are trying to change our behavior without changing our minds. When behavior changes and our mind remains the same, the result of change is only temporary. And then we find ourselves right back where we originally started only to feel frustrated because of our failure. We cannot continue to think the same way and expect different results. We can't change one without the other because our behavior and thinking go hand in hand. A changed mind brings about changed behavior. When we think different, we act different, and see different results in our lives. Now let's turn to our scripture passage, Romans chapter 12 and verse 2. Do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good and perfect will. Take your neighbor by the hand and say, neighbor, change your mind. Take your other neighbor by the hand and say, neighbor, change your mind. Romans chapter 12 and verse 2, one of the first Uh, Bible verses I learned when I rededicated my life to Jesus Christ at the age of 15, though I had been in church all of my life. (laughs) But this particular verse connects us with worship. We will not address the subject of worship till way down almost to the end of the sermon. But keep in mind, that's what we're talking about today is worship. And do not be conformed to this world but be transformed by the renewal of your mind. Let's look at this for a moment. You can see that there is a negative command and a positive command. Negatively, don't be conformed to this world. Positively, be transformed. In other words, devote your life as a Christian, to being transformed. Don't settle for the level of change that you are at right now. Don't get satisfied with where you are at. I know you haven't missed church in six weeks, but don't get satisfied with that level of change. It is so easy to settle into a mediocre Christian life by simply coasting through our spiritual life and not, as we preached on last week, pressing into continual growth in the spirit. Yeah. Yeah. 
How much has your Christian life changed as it relates to growth in the past few years? Are you satisfied with attending church once a week? You should be hungry for more. A life form that is not hungry is sick. And the Bible says, be transformed. It's in the present tense. Ongoing, continual growth by not conforming ourselves to this world. But how does this happen? What is involved in these kinds of changes? Does it mean we should just study what the world wears? Study what the world watches? Study what the world listens to and buys and plays? And then do just the opposite? Is that what it means by not being conformed to this world? Beloved, that's not what this text is focusing on. It says, be transformed by the renewing of your mind. The focus is not first on getting the outside of the cup cleaned up. But the focus is on getting the inside of the cup cleaned up. In other words, transformation and not being like the world on the outside can only flow from a new mind. Be transformed by the renewal of your mind. So you might say, okay, that means we must learn to think differently than the world thinks and that will transform us from the inside out well that's true but there's a word in our verse that shows us that this is not the whole truth let me say this what is the function of the mind according to verse 2 And what is the goal of a renewed mind? Right thinking is surely essential. If you think illogically, you will behave badly. For instance, illogical thinking, the uh, argument that we cannot believe in God because there is no proof that God exists. Now that's illogical. Mm. We make these kinds of requirement for our Christian faith, but we don't make this kind of requirement for anything else that we believe. Mm. But that is not what this verse is stressing There is a very crucial word that we have to get right. The Bible says that our renewed mind is so that we may be able to test and approve the will of God. We can only discern what God's will is for our lives if we have a renewed mind. And the key word here is that we need to learn how to test and approve. A renewed mind is a mind that is able to test and approve what God's will is for our lives, which has two implications. One is the idea, as we've said, of testing 
and proving something's value. And the other is the ideal of the capacity to assess it and approve of a value when we see it. Testing and proving the value of something, assessing it and approving the value when we see it. And it's very hard to convey this in the English language language with just one word. So the NIV version of the Bible, which we read to you, that Bible translation does it by using two words. It refers to the renewing of our mind. Then it says, then you will be able, after your mind is renewed, then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is. That's the full idea. Being able to test and approve. So what is the root issue here? The root issue is so much more than right thinking, but holding Christ as supreme above all things. Not just right proving, but right approving of Christ as supreme above everything. Not just right testing, but treasuring Christ, treasuring Christ as supreme over all things. Let me give you an example. It would be possible perhaps to teach an uneducated person how to recognize the traits of pure gold without ever knowing the value of gold. Mm. To the point where this uneducated person even knows the difference between pure gold and fool's gold. Mm. So you may have the job to pan for gold and you may find gold. But all you getting paid is a dollar an hour. You find the gold and you toss thousands and thousands of dollars worth of gold nuggets into your bag and you disregard your findings because it has no value to you. You are happy with a day's wages because you have not found value in what you found. Mm. Listen to me, beloved, valuing Christ above all else is how our minds are renewed and our lives are transformed so that we can know the will of God. You can read a whole library of books. And you can listen to sermon after sermon and you can never miss a Bible class. And you might even work up to the point where you know the difference between right and wrong. And you may even have enough discipline where you only do what's right. But that's not what Paul is saying. In order to be renewed deeply in your mind, you need to be able to know how to spot what is valuable and prize what you spot 
as valuable and treasure what you spot and understand the worth of Christ above anything else in this world. Renewal involves not a lesson in logic. It, it, it involves a lesson in value. Mm. If you want to find out if a certain food is sweet, you can read a book about that food and the book can describe the food is sweet. Logically, you understand the food is sweet. Mm. You may be even able to name the food. Mm. You might even be able to get up and testify about what you heard about this food and declare what this food is. But the only way for you to test and approve that the food is sweet is not by what you read in the book, not by what you have been taught, but only by the power of taste. When you put in in your mouth when you taste and see that it is good is the only way that you can prove and value that the food is sweet Ephesians 4 and 23 says you were taught to be made new in your thinking in other words your mind has the capacity to taste the spirit of a thing. Mm. That's the reason some simple, uneducated people live much more holy and upright lives than some Christians who were very educated. Mm. Because the simple mind is far more deeply renewed. That is, their minds are so renewed that they can taste the goodness of the Lord. They know he's good because they have tasted and now see. In other words, we need our minds renewed. And a mind renewal is a deep spiritual change on the inside of how we assess and value a thing. A renewed mind is the only way that we can know God's will for our lives. So if our mind is going to be wise, if our mind is going to be able to discern God's will, our heart must be susceptible to spiritual reality. In other words, the renewal of the mind that Paul is calling for is a profound and deeper than any mere logic can achieve. This is why we must pray without seeking. Ceasing. Uh, and what do we pray? Uh, Psalms 119 and 18 says, Open my eyes that I may see. Mm. Ephesians 1 and 18 says, let the eyes of my heart be open. Uh, Psalms 34 and 8, oh Lord, calls me to taste and see that you are good. God does this renewing through his word and his spirit. Now let's step back and see what our text looks like in, in light of what we have just described. The root of Christian living in verse 2 is a profoundly renewed mind. It doesn't just think clearly and logically, but it has the ability to assess 
truly and value accurately and approve strongly and treasure passionately what is good, what is acceptable, and what is perfect. This is utterly relevant to our daily lives because 95% of the things we do in a day, we do without any extended logical reflection. We just spontaneously go through our day out of the spirit of an unrenewed mind. That's why Jesus said in Matthew 12 and 34, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. So to live the Christian life with any authenticity, we must remain in the process of a deep renewal, a deep renewal of right thinking. And the Bible says that this deep renewal of the way that we approve and assess and value reality leads us to a transformed life that is not conformed to this world. Now, this nonconformity is not just external. This nonconformity is not just forced with a bunch of rules. Mm. But it is internal. Mm. It is natural and it is free. Mm. It flows from our new set of values. It flows from our new set of assessments. And it flows from what we treasure. And that changes us on the outside. Which puts us out of conformity with this world which changes us to do the things that Paul calls us to do, which is the will of God. God has a pattern of life that he calls us to live that accords with the new powers that we have of approving what is good and beautiful and true and new values and new treasures. There are good things, acceptable things, perfect things, different things and different ways of talking about what God wants us to do and in the context of his will. Our mind is renewed by holding God above all else. So when our mind is renewed, we die to our old values and come to life with new values. It is the dying of our old ways, such as how we treasure, how we value, how much time we put into entertainment, sex, food, and money. Beloved, this is what awakens our spiritual taste buds. When we can say, oh God, there is nothing that I want more than you. When we can say, oh God, you are most worthy and you are most valuable. And there is no treasure above you. This is what it means to have a renewed mind. The renewed mind will be able to perceive, approve, and treasure, and cherish God's will. And then we will be transformed. And when we do this, God's will for our lives 
becomes the outshining of what's going on inside of us. When we do this, the glory of God will shine through this. I know I'm uh, through us. I know I'm right. Matthew 5 and 16 says, let your light. I don't have a light. The only light I have is the glory of God inside of me. Let your light so shine that men may see your good deeds and give glory to your father in heaven. All our lives should be an outshining our lives are an outshining of what we truly love. Yes. That's what people see coming from us. Yes. What we love. That's right. Freedom is doing. I didn't make I got this from somewhere. I'm sorry. I don't know where. Freedom is doing what you love to do. If what you love to do is what you ought to do. Yes. I'm going to read it again. Yes. Yeah. yeah, I'm going to read it again. Freedom is doing what you love to do if what you love to do is what you ought to do. Mm. If you want that kind of freedom, then pursue with all your might the renewing of your mind and then you will be transformed. And when we are transformed... All of life is worship. There is no sacred and profane, but all of life is worship when we have been transformed. We cherish God in all that we do. We cherish God and walk in his ways. We reckon our old mind and its ways and what it used to value as being dead. And our old mind becomes a living sacrifice put on the altar of doing God's will. Worship him with your life. Not just church attendance. Worship him with your whole heart. Ah, the, yeah, yeah. The Christian life is one long process of crucifying our old desires, our old experiences by the power of the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit will awaken new passions and desires in us. So that we can come to church and say, I can say, there is no place on planet earth I'd rather be than standing right here. Uh, There is no place I'd rather be than right here loving you. There is no place I'd rather be than welcoming God's people and preaching God's word. Because doing God's will brings about transformation in our whole being. Pray this prayer with me. Heavenly Father, hallelujah. Not with me, but pray to yourself while I pray. Sorry. (laughs) Just pray that God will renew you. Oh God, renew us. Awaken us. Show us what we need to change and give us a desire to only want to please you. Christianity has been like a closet religion. We put stuff in the closet and then we go to church. 
leave church and get stuff back out of the closet. But, oh, God, we pray that you would renew our desires. The only desire we have is to please you by doing your will. We thank you, oh, God, for the process of growth. We are not what we used to be, not what we're going to be. And we thank you where we are right now, being transformed in Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you today. Hallelujah. For those of you that are within the sound of my voice, if you recognize the only way to the Father is through the Son, Jesus Christ, and you want to repent of your sins, pray this prayer with me. Say, Lord Jesus, I am a sinner. I've done many things that don't please you. I have lived my life for myself only. I am sorry and I repent. I ask you to forgive me. I believe that you died on the cross for me to save me. You did what I could not do for myself. I come to you now and ask you to take control of my life. I give it to you from this day forward. Help me to live every day in a way that pleases you. If you prayed that simple prayer, please contact me at 231-349-1046 so we can discuss with you the first steps of salvation.